Well, welcome back to Teaching with the Body and Mind. I'm Mike, and I'm here with Tom. Hi. And Ross. Hi, Mike. And Joey. Hey. And I wanted to talk about something that came up in a conversation with Tom. Tom and I drove to Detroit for a conference. And so we were in the car for 10 hours each way, 11 hours each way. 22 hours for sure. Yeah. With your, with your oh, death metal playlist. I, with the death metal playlist. <laughs> no, no, we talked the whole time. I can't believe it. it I know. Like, I was, was like, like, wow. We, how can, and I'm not a talker, but I talk too. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, um, and a little bit of it was about music, but most of it was about other stuff. But one thing that came up was Tom's idea that I think you sort of even said it as the main job or sort of is that for a teacher is to make sure that every child feels like they have a place in the classroom. Knows like, that they're connected to this. They knows, knows how they're connected. And so for some kids, they kind of find it pretty easily. It's It fits the teacher's expectation. Sometimes I use the metaphor about the teacher's personal like language. Mm -hmm. if, if a teacher loves to draw and there's kids who are drawing, it's like, oh, this is great. Mm -hmm. You know, and so it's usually there's certain children that are harder to figure out. So last week, or the last two weeks, I guess, we were talking about kids, you know, fighting and that sort of thing. So there mm -hmm. are certain kids who are going to be more aggressive mm -hmm. or play more physically. And mm -hmm. those are two separate things. But either yeah. way, those two, for a lot of teachers, it's hard to figure out, well, how do they fit in the classroom? Right? Because right. what's their place? Because most classrooms are not set up for, the phys for physical play. Let's, mm -hmm. let's leave the aggression one aside. Let's talk about physical play. So if a child needs to really be physical, what do they do in a classroom that doesn't have a whole body area or a whatever, a physical place to play? Yeah. And eventually, often they'll play with blocks, things like that. Something where they can at least be moving. Or they'll play like superheroes where they're pretending, right. but it can involve running, it can involve things. And then, do you allow the running? And, mm -hmm. and so... That's partly what I mean, or what I'm thinking of when Tom says, you know, place, you know, so the child who needs to be moving, if mm -hmm. they start running around to chase the bad guys and they're told no running in the room. Right. Or I'm sorry, they'd say walking feet. Yeah. What, what's the child's place? Because this is the thing they do. Mm -hmm. And yet they don't have a place for it. Right. Well, and the real art is making the place for, because we're all here, you, you alluded a couple conversations ago to the nature of just a group dynamic and that it's much right. more complicated, you know, within your family, the goal is you are, you are happy and well-adjusted and the parents are going to do what they can do yep. to make yeah. that happen. I'd say content rather than happy, okay. but yes. Think, all right. But, you know, yeah, yeah. So you're going to support, you know, but in a group, your needs are supposed to be just as important as the other person's right. needs. So I need to run and play my chasing cop and robber game. Right. And I'm running by the kid who wants to quietly do a puzzle. Right. And we have to hold a place for both of them yeah. in our room as a that's, teacher. Yeah. yeah. And I think that is, you yeah, know, with Tom, like, yeah. that's why we could talk for 11 hours on this, right? right? Because <laughs> it's not an easy answer. It's because be a long episode. Yeah. I like yeah. <laughs> Buck, Buckle your seatbelts. Let's go. Um, no, but. Should have been recording while you drove. Oh, my God. No, but I was thinking about that. I, that's exactly the idea. Like, I. So, you know, whatever my language, whatever, I, I am okay with the kids who need to run. Uh -huh. But then I have to be careful of the kids who are... Who don't want that as much. Don't want the kid running by them, right? So, and then I know other teachers are more about not wanting the kid to run. 
And so they're they're a little better at making sure the kid has a place to do their puzzle right. quietly. Yeah. Although sometimes teachers right. will worry about they never play with anyone. Mm -hmm. They're always by themselves. And again, right. that might be their place. Right. right. I can think of another one, uh, the kid who's really messy. Oh, yeah. Whether it's pouring things out of the sensory table or just taking out like a hundred supplies and carrying them around the room with them. Mm -hmm. You know, that can, if, if you're an organized, mm -hmm. tidy person as a teacher, that can be, you know, oh, they're right. always messing things up. Mm -hmm. You know, you might not, you might have a harder time finding a yeah. place for that kid. And I definitely have a tipping point in that one where <laughs> I feel like I'm okay with it, but I have to remind myself in my head, it's not a big deal. It's not a big deal. Right. Yep. Well, and, how do you set community norms? I mean, that yeah. might, that might not be, that's not right. quite the same thing, right? To have a, a global, a global right. expectation yeah. works for most of it, but you're always going to have yeah. And there are definitely right? places where I don't want paint. I don't want them carrying paint in certain areas where I can't clean it off of this carpet or, right. you, know, you know. Right, but then you still have to make a space for that child. Yeah, So right. How do you do that? Who, me? Yeah, yeah. how does anyone, you know, so yeah, no. like I need to immerse myself in the paint and then I walk around the classroom covered right. in paint. Well, and I think I don't, it feels like the way that maybe the questions are being asked or that maybe listeners are going to hear is like, how do you make this space or place for all these children at all times, always available? And I think there might be times where you look at parts of the day mm -hmm. so that, yep, this is, this is messy time. And there, you might be able to then move things around so you can honor that child's need to get bigger, messier, and mm -hmm. you can they can have that spot and recognizing we can't do it all day every day, right? But this is when we can do it. Okay, group, you know now that we've had lunch, let's move the tables out, or maybe before we have lunch. Remember, because we need to set the tables right. for when we're going right. to sit down to eat. Let's make our big space so we can run around and have those big right. games in the back. I mean, and, and so I think this it's is that, reminding me of a child in um, one of the toddler rooms that I supervise the child i would say it's probably sort of a messy child certainly she's the child who goes has to go to every area although she does the opposite where she wants to clean everything so even if it's lunchtime it's like wait there's a felt piece that should be over there and she's a toddler and is like oh i think partly mm -hmm. it's she needs to move yeah and so she's finding a way to do it that's mm -hmm. acceptable but you know for a two-year-old that's pretty impressive yeah. yeah but she really likes soap on her hands mm. and so what the teacher's did is they just kind of made sure she was washing her hands when she had time there weren't like five other kids waiting to wash their hands so she can just sit there and watch the soap you know and it can take her five minutes you know and at first they were kind of rushing her come on let's and then yep. realized like if i let her do that for five minutes like what's the right. big well, deal it but it of, took but them were, a while you know, a couple you know. episodes when i was talking about them fighting over the phone and acknowledging oh you really want that yeah. Like I'm seeing you. Right. So yeah. you really like soap. Yeah. yeah, yeah. This is the time. Like I know you like it. We can't have soap all day. Right, yeah. right. Yeah. Can't bring soap to the block. But yeah. I know you like yeah. it, so I'm gonna make sure right, that you right. get your you know, so I think that, that to your point, Ross, about it's not maybe you can't twenty four hours a day yeah. have that be happening, but but that your place is that someone knows something about right. you. Yeah, and that's I think you you may have even said this in there, but as you were talking, Joy, I'm thinking that's what to me having a sense of place or connection to place is, is that somebody sees me. Right. I'm being seen for who I am and that who I am in the, in the Mr. Rogers kind of phrasing right. is I like you just the way you are. Yeah, yeah. That you're, you get to be who you are. It doesn't mean you get to do everything you want right. to do at all times, because as we were talking about previously, that conflicts are going to happen and that we're going to learn how to exist with other people in this place. 
And when yeah. you're one and two and three, you think you are the place. You think <laughs> right, you right. are, and everybody else is just your you in know, the way in in the way, or they're your things to be your play things. They're your things in the place, and then you start to realize, oh wait, you have different ideas than I do. Oh, you don't want to play Gecko PJ Masks slash uh, Paw Patrol, whatever the combo was from last week. But the idea that we help children start recognizing that places being seen and how do I see others? Right. And so I think that idea that it, cause, cause, um, to quote brother Ali, there's no me, there's no you, there's just us because we're going to, we're going to have to be in this space together. So I know as the adult child, you love soap and you want to wash it down. So can I give you that time from time to time to do that? Great. Now it's time to eat. You have to take the soap off your hands. Right. It is. But then how other children can go, but I want to do soap too. Do you really? Right. Because you can. <laughs> yeah. And then you realize they they'll do it, it once like, and then like, Ooh, that was not what I thought yeah. it was. But right. then they, they'll start to recognize, oh, that child might need this to make right. them feel more And calm. that soap child might need to also then have a fidget when the teacher's reading a book or their own book, you know, right. or whatever. Like they need something in their hands. So there's other right. ways it will show up, but it yeah. won't be soap. And I'm realizing that, that we're talking about the two-year-old. I'm thinking of older groups oh, sure. who, who oh, are yeah, going to yeah, be there yeah. because I think that... Right, because right, then they're worried about fair. Right. I don't... It's like, well, then here, yeah, you can have this too. But if we're recognizing that eventually children go, oh, what they need is different than what mm-hmm. I need. So when they again get to elementary school or middle school and they can see that child, maybe who's sitting by themselves, they might go up and say, hey... Do you want somebody to sit by you right now? Or do you want to sit by yourself? So one thing I'm thinking about when you say this is that it's not just the kids who do that. I think teachers sometimes have that problem of, well, I can't plan it just for this child. Right. They feel like they're sort of giving in that we have these group expectations and all the children should meet those. And I think it's important to think about the group expectation should be that everyone has a place. Mm -hmm. And so you might do something that really is for that child it's not to exclude the other children from it right like oh yeah you want to try the soap too oh you don't need to or you right you you liked it okay but it's going to be right. an extra 30 seconds when you wash your hands from right. now on instead right. of the five minutes but you know anything you plan you do want to make sure the kids find their place and like i said earlier it's easier for some kids to find that place right and so, harder for others so i guess since you're thinking it's my idea, it's not really my idea. But yeah, yeah, okay, good. Can you I, tell us I, whose I idea? I probably should say something. <laughs> I know, I was like, oh, well, maybe I, I just no, want to hear thinking, what we're I'm, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to think about w- what that really means because it's not so simple to say every child will find their place. Right. Um, and I'm trying to think of how that, how that was realized in my classroom. Sure. Because... Um, well, I've been retired now for three years, but the last few years I, I taught, I thought it was more important that I would find ways to resonate with each child. No, oh, that's a good one. Resonate. resonate with each child. It doesn't mean I had to like the child mm-hmm. or always like what they did, mm-hmm. but I there there's, there still had to be a connection mm-hmm. that I don't know how to explain. Like I see who you You're are, I can see what what yeah. you need to do, and there will be a time and a place in this classroom for you, um, and it might not be today. I mean, you were kind of talking about it, Ross. Mm-hmm. It might not be today, 
but at some point in time, you will see how you fit in this classroom. You will see how. Yeah. Not, I'm not going to show you yeah, how, how you are going to see. So, um, you know, one of the videos we use um, in our t it, when we go do some training is the is the crushing video. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. and that crushing video, it it was a it was a turning point for one child who was very physical, and he was part of a group playing this game that they had created themselves, which was extremely physical. People were getting squished. They weren't getting hurt. Can you give them give the yeah, listeners a, little like more a, a twenty second synopsis of what that game was? Okay, so, so there's a, there's a these cubes that fit together like waffles, and there was a, a, a there was a mat on top. And the cubes and are large enough to go inside. And the yeah. kids, hollow cubes. There's actually three kids inside the cube. There's two kids up on top on a mat, and the mat sinks down into the cube, so it's actually crushing the kids who are squealing right. kind of with delight. Mm -hmm. And so one of the, the one of the children on top, this was really a moment for him to see I'm part of the group and I'm part of this group activity. Right. I have found my place. Yeah. And from then on, he, he really did have a place mm -hmm. in that group. Yeah. I, I want to amend maybe what you said, Tom. You can see what you think. I think when you were saying that you may they not you may not find your place or you may not see you said something to the point of like not today, but you will. I argue that children should have that feeling at least once a day, every day, and that you, as the adult, may be the one who brings that in. That you, that I see you today, that you're here, and it might right. be the the welcome with you coming in and getting that hug, or just saying, "Hey, I'm so glad you're here." Maybe, although I think there are some some critical moments that really reinforce that. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm thinking of another instance where it was at the sensory table. And um, I had animal bedding and, and horses and, uh, and farm animals. And this one little girl came in and she looked at that and her eyes just lit up. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, and, and she, knew, she knew so much about horses. Mm -hmm. She knew how to take care of them. Did you know that she knew this I much? did okay. not know that. Right. It was so this just, was just one of those happy It was just one accidents. of those happy things that, that happened in the classroom. And she actually raised the level of play in that mm -hmm. classroom that day. Right. So from there on, she she had a different place. Absolutely. Yeah. That right. that happened so. kind of serendipitously, but so there 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 can be some moments and if Absolutely. you can set up your room or set up your whatever, so those will happen. Right. I I, I, I guess I don't even know how to explain it because yeah. it just happened that night. Right. It just happened with the the, the boy in the crushing video right right i think there'll there'll definitely be the incidentals where it happens and you're like oh and the, your awareness as the adult go that's it mm -hmm. this right. is and this is just part. made the lock so this person now feels even more right. connected and i think but there are times when i think every day you can make that emotional extension or that social extension to say hey you're here well, you're sort of and you're a you're, part of this to use a metaphor maybe Ross, you're kind of describing like the door is open for you. Yes. Right. You know, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, like you know, yes, that extending that welcoming, whether their whole self. I mean, because I don't think that that kids show their whole selves right. every day. People don't. Oh no. Show their whole selves exactly. every day. You don't open. You don't fully open yeah. to an experience all the time. Right. Sometimes it's like, eh, I want to stand watch cartoons when I'm at school. Yep. I'll get through this day or yeah. whatever. But so the teacher's role in that is sometimes you don't know you've opened the door to it and then allowing for that and sometimes it's easy but can i talk about the one that really <laughs> i have a hard time finding the resonance yeah mm -hmm. and i i have some ideas of what has worked um 
the child who has to, I don't know, for lack of a better word, I don't like the word tattling, but mm-hmm. report the child who's like, they're pushing over there. Mm-hmm. She's dripping paint on the floor. He's, and like, they just... Reporting. Report. That- Thank yeah. you. Reporting is... And yeah. she just comes and reports to me over... And, I, I'm thinking of one particular <laughs> child. Sorry. It's not always... She. I can't tell that it bothers you at all. <laughs> <laughs> I think you should go over and push with them. <laughs> come, come on. Let me see you do that. Well, <laughs> do you want to spill paint too? <laughs> oh, come on. Let's So what I went with, <laughs> the one that worked well with this particular yeah. child that I'm thinking of was, you seem really concerned. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Did, um, are you worried about the paint on the floor? I mean, that's one I right. can remember. And she's like, well, yeah, you know. And I said, did you want to ask him if it's okay that you wipe it up for him? (laughs) Yeah. You know, so that was, and so it Mm -hmm. doesn't happen every time. Right. And it's like, I have to remind myself, oh, this is the thing she can do. She can go around and help when, Uh oh, like when it's pushing. Go see if they seem to be having fun with it. Right. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they are. Great. (laughs) You know, and I I would have a thing of band-aids too, like. If someone gets hurt, you know where the band-aids are, right? Yep. You know, just... Well, but it's hard for me to... I That one I had to... Right, to see that she's making a connection. Yeah. She's making... You know, she's make, and she's making a connection with, yeah. with you. And... But the work was definitely... Like, resonating was... That one was mm-hmm. like, I really had to work at. Yeah. Uh-huh. Finding what? the resonance. And I didn't always in my teaching career. <laughs> no. And let's it, be honest. We talk about our successes mostly here. But yeah. Right, right, we right. Have, I have we, more failures with that type mm-hmm. of... The reporter is a hard one. But that's me. where all the learning really... I, I'll argue that's where not maybe all, but that's where some of the biggest and maybe some of those... Uh, deepest learning takes place is when we do make those mistakes or when we do right. find those challenges. Yeah, that's true. So I think mm-hmm. Or when you find that moment of like, oh, I never thought to ask her if she just wants to clean up the paint. Right. right. You know? Right. And yeah, yeah. she thought that was the greatest thing ever. You didn't realize. It just, you, you know, because you're trying something kind of mm-hmm. different every day. Yeah, it yeah. doesn't mean it's necessarily going to work the next time. But sometimes right. it is kind of a breakthrough. Like, oh, I, I understand you in a different way now because, mm-hmm. uh, oh, because you just kind of wanted to get to that moment or whether the kid really knows they did or not. Yeah. But when you find your resonance, it is, it is, it is a click for you too. Well, And I'm just thinking about that child. Like you, you, you seem concerned. And then I I wonder if you mentioned this ever, or what would happen if you did to that child to say, you know, I'm okay with that paint going on the floor because I know that we can clean it up or that what they're doing. I don't know if I did that, but that's another but I just wonder if a- adding on to that, like yeah, you yeah. can go clean it up, but I know right. it's going to be okay because yeah. we, we're we're aware of it, yeah. and it no yeah. there, there's yeah there's time. Yeah, well, a similar just another like because I'm thinking about the, the literal place because I think right. it can be a metaphor and it can yeah, be yeah. and it can be a, a that's a, true a also reality an environment environment which we've talked about yeah, yeah. Uh, a, a bunch but I'm thinking about uh, and you're saying oh here's one that's kind of hard is um, the child who is just like at your side all the time like right. literally you turn around and you knock them over because yeah, yeah. they they want that close of yeah, a physical yeah. proximity to mm-hmm. you and sometimes it uh it's Elbow probably height for, yeah, yeah it's probably my mm-hmm. own sensory thing but you're like ah you're really close a lot yeah. you know what i mean like yeah. and, you know like i mean i like can sit on my lap and all that kind of stuff but you're like your, your instinct right. is to be like i need a little space but the kid obviously doesn't yeah um and a tiny like resonance breakthrough that i had with that was is uh you know like oh oh good you're right there and just trying to reframe right, it right. for them right. and for you, rather than oh, I, you know telling them all the time like oh ooh, ooh. go play I mean, somebody else me, yeah why yeah, don't you yeah. try this one? Oh, good you're right there and I'll just take their hand oh right. do you want to hold my so hand resonate it's so and I'll just because I feel better to how me to resonate you know right, to hold hand. it gives me a little space if they're holding my hand so maybe to wrap this one up I want to like 
acknowledge that the ones that are hard, we won't get right the first time. Uh Mm -hmm. But just like um, I think it was last week or the week before, we talked about how kids need to fight because they're still learning and they'll Mm -hmm. make mistakes. And you talked about with babies, when they walk, they're going to fall. And that's part of it. As teachers, trying to help find a place for every child or figure out how to resonate with that child means that sometimes you'll do things and like, oh, that wasn't the most effective or that didn't work. But when the door opens, be ready Mm -hmm. to recognize it. Like, oh, I didn't intend this, but let's go with it. And I, I love the idea of reframing like, oh, if I just think about this differently, now I feel better. I don't have to get stressed because the child's next to me. The child realizes I'm resonating with them. So I think part of that is accepting our own, that some kids will be easier for us. Uh-huh. And if you're in a co-teacher thing, sometimes one teacher will figure it out quicker. It's more in tune with the way uh-huh. they like to do things. But then trying to get that perspective when you can't figure it out, ask a teacher, if you have multiple teachers at your program, ask, you know, if there's a teacher who loves having the kids hanging on them all the time, like, you know, what is some wording I can use here? It's not what I'd like to do, but I want to support them. So admitting that, like teaching, the whole idea is that you reflect on it and you find better ways to do it. It's not that you were an awful teacher or it's it's not a sign that you're a bad teacher. The fact that you notice it didn't work mm-hmm. is a sign you're a good teacher. Yeah. But sometimes we can be beat ourselves up on that. Well, and, so. I think you, and you make it your own. Yeah. That you, you find yeah, out make, the, what really works for you. Right. The way you resonate will be different than any other teacher. That's because the, yeah. I think the four of us in here would all resonate differently and make those connections differently. Sure. And that's what makes us all great teachers. Well, that's a good way that's to end it. That's a statement. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> all right that's like throwing the gloves down hey, all right thanks mike we're great you teachers. So, <laughs> thank you for listening to teaching with the body and bond we'll be back again next week with another episode music is by big wheel popcorn